0: All right. Welcome everybody to our third interview with the top ISA. Uh, we're really excited about this one today with Alex, Alex Vincent. Uh, Robbie T is of course, uh, joining us from Hatch, Hatch coaching after one of their very successful webinars. It sounded like of their own. Um, and uh, again, for all of you watching, my name is Nate Jones. I'm with Structurally. Um, we are joined today by another top ISA. Like I mentioned, Alex Vincent of the Simone Group. Uh, this is going to be another, uh, another detailed discussion about uh, how she's running her ISA team, um, how her practices might differ from other practices of ISAs that we've had on the, uh, the prior uh, webinars in this series. And with that, uh, Robbie, would you like to introduce
1: Alex? I I love it. First off, um, if any of you don't know, I only call Nate, uh, Nate Jones, like (laughs) the rapper Mike Jones. And if you want a funny laugh, just go look up who Mike Jones and, uh, it's going to be the worst song you've ever heard. But every time I see <laughs> them, I think they not very good. No. <laughs> uh, anyways, Alex, uh, super excited to have you on today. Thank uh, you. I first had the pleasure of meeting you, was it about a year ago now? Over Before, a year.
2: It was uh, December 2017.
1: December of 2017. It's been far too long. And uh, we were doing in-person lead conversion trainings. And Alex uh, came up here with a team member, correct?
2: Courtney. Yeah.
1: Courtney, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I remember you, I, am too many names, faces, you know how it goes. Uh, but what I loved is, uh, Alex is, I believe one of the most talented ISAs I've ever met. Um, and I think when you were up here, you just naturally showed that you get this role. And I think we have a lot of the same core beliefs. Um, what I, what I was most impressed about is, uh, Alex is not afraid to share her opinion. And, uh, we, we had about 30-some people in the room, and I love it. You were very direct. You named your thoughts. And more importantly, if you didn't agree, you named something, and that was really cool. So super excited to bring your perspective to the role. Um, in a moment, I kind of want to just have you start off by telling us about you and who you are. I'm disappointed that uh, baby Elliot isn't in the webinar right now. <laughs> and uh, I was kind of hyping that there might be a baby involved, which um, increases viewership. Oh. But uh, I get it. I get it. Anyways, Alex, tell us about you. How the heck did you join the Simone Group? And just give us uh, you know, the one on one on Alex Vincent.
2: Yeah. So, uh, commenting on Elliot not being here, she, uh, if she would have cried, it just would have ruined the whole, <laughs> so I definitely, <laughs> will that. um, but yes, normally she is with me. I bring her to work, uh, every day. Um, And uh, all day long and uh, it's actually a really great conversation starter. I think it's giving me an edge. I'm not going to lie. So uh, I joined the Simone Group back in 2017 and uh, this was with the intention of building an ISA department, helping build up the team in sales Mm -hmm. um, and it's been so rewarding. Uh, our director of operations, Zach, was actually a close personal friend of mine for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he was kind of talking to me about uh, our our brokerage and the team and the goals and kind of vision, really, it, it definitely drew me in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the ability to build something and have this kind of startup feel, but with the support of a team that's been around for years mm-hmm. um, and the leverage and, you know, the The money is just a big part of startups. It's a big sore spot for some people. Um, It just it really elevated me and and brought me into some higher level conversations. Uh, So I'm I'm really excited to be here. Um, And you know, I love Mondays. Not many people can say that. (sighs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, we're just. uh, I'm really excited uh, to be a part of the team.
1: I love it. I love it. So um, every team um, in brokerage, you kind of talked about how that drew you in. what are some of those key things? Like, uh, there's a buzzword, right? Culture. And culture is just a placeholder in my world. Uh, it's just a, a it's a word that has so much more meaning than just culture. Give us some insight. Like, what drew you in? You said you wanted to build something, the startup feel. Um, but if you were to say, this is why this culture is really great, what would it be?
2: Why is this culture really rare? Well, um, you know, we are all workaholics if you will um and we all like to play hard sure. uh, so I think that's been you know really awesome to be a part of over the past couple of years uh mm-hmm. you know I also like I said I've known a couple of teammates before I even joined so you know opening day baseball season's huge day for us we all take off we all go mm-hmm. out we all cannot remember the next day
1: uh, <laughs> yes.
2: so, uh you know it's Things like that, you know, in, um, you know, we're also, some of us very family oriented. Um, yeah. You know, me personally, I actually was just out for the past four months. Um, yeah. Had a pretty crazy family um, trauma experience with my, with my child being born and being born in this world. She was in the NICU for 73 days. So yeah. uh, the team being extremely empathetic to that and oh, supporting, um, you know, when it, it all first started happening and even months later it was you know well how can I help you Mm -hmm. Um, as a response to everything I think is just was huge and even more of a win for me and even more of a reason why you know I work I try to work as hard as I can um, while I plan on being why I will plan on being on this team for as long as I
1: can I love it um can you see yourself leaving your team Alex is is that something (laughs) across your mind I have people
2: reach out to me all the time um Really flattering um, about, I don't know if you've heard of eXp Realty. It's like a brokerage, online brokerage. Um, They reach out to me. I've had uh, other Keller Williams uh, teams reach out to me, which is like a big no-no, but it is what it is, you know. Uh, (laughs) And uh, it's super flattering. And, um, you know, the answer is always the same. It's just there's nothing that will make me leave here
0: at this point. Could I I ask a question on that? I was just listening to the, the culture, is your culture wrong webinar. Or was Mm -hmm. it a podcast that we had done two or three episodes ago? Yeah, Um, I think one of the um, one of the things that stood out quite a bit for me, you know, hearing about the the culture at Hatch Realty with their ISAs was, Mm -hmm. and this is a repetitive theme that we've talked about before. But a lot of people think that ISAs uh, are the lowest on the totem pole, essentially Mm -hmm. organization. What have you done? on your team to flip that uh, or how is it positioned in your team?
2: That's a really great question. So in ISA, um, you know, I'm like one of a very small few just in Maryland um, Mm -hmm. that have my role specifically. A lot of other teams, what they tried doing was making ISA a um, like a a stepping stone to becoming an agent and where we, where we know um, and where we've learned from seeing other a uh, team's fail at this time and time again is that's just not the way to go about it. Mm. You know, someone that's going to love being an ISA um, probably won't love being an agent and vice versa. I have mm. absolutely no interest in being an agent and showing houses um, and nurturing a client outside of the office, you know, in that way. Um, I love being an ISA and that's just a, I think it's a personality thing as well. Um, so just two completely different people. Um, and then also, so not only acknowledging that it's one stepping stone and that it's a, it's a role in itself, but also acknowledging kind of the numbers and the importance. Um, you know, my role—I'm in charge of eighty percent of the business. Um, it's a lot. And um, me being out for four months—you know—I uh, it was it was hard for our team. We actually had to scale back our goals for the year, um, which is crazy to think. You know, that that's—I didn't really think of it that way when everything was happening, and when I came back. It just made me realize even more like you know how important i feel and and, you know how everybody is here you know our operational staff is super important you know um, we've Mm -hmm. we've just become crippled without key players and uh it's important to everybody's like that you know in our team
0: Mm -hmm. robbie have you already have you already asked alex uh about some of her numbers
1: I was I was literally where I was gonna go was yeah. you, you open the door, eighty percent of the business it comes from the ISA. So let's yeah. walk through it. What what are your numbers? What is your Eric asked earlier what's what's your baseball card look like? So <laughs> tell us your baseball card.
2: Sure. I'm gonna give you twenty eighteen because I think a full year really captures a lot stronger than a couple months in, especially with my history over the past few months. So cool. um let's talk about Buyers and sellers separately. So for set appointments, we have 305 buyers of 2018, 185 for sellers. Um
1: that's all you.
2: No, this right. is um, this is incorporated okay. in some of our team, uh, but cool. for buyers and stuff sell- specifically buyers, like over 90% is me. Sure. Uh, and sellers over 80% is me. Okay. Um, so 305 cool. and 185 as a team. Cool. Um Broken down, so we very much focus on conversion, which I know you probably want to get into. I know that's a big topic for you, Robbie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, broken down from kept, taken, pending, closed. Um, for buyers, kept, we'll go all the way to closed. We'll say 77 closed buyers, 56 closed sellers. Um, mm-hmm. So for our conversions, we definitely missed the mark, but not by much. Sure. Um, you know, we have a... Um, Let's see. A kept to set ratio for buyers was at fifty five percent in twenty eighteen, and fifty seven percent for sellers, which is a lot lower. Our goal was seventy percent for the year, um, sure. so we missed the mark by fourteen percent and twelve sure. percent. Um, so that's something we're definitely focusing on this year for
1: sure. I love it. So, is a pain point in your world, Alex, to kept to set? Just from a quick perspective.
2: Yeah, from a quick perspective, you know, we did really well on taking the kept last year. We were sure. over. Over uh, target. Um, yeah. So, what I learned in you know last the beginning of last year, even if you separate it by quarters, it's a lot stronger later in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, is really how to prequal stronger, how to um, seek commitment differently, um, mm. and uh, really how to nurture a little stronger too. You know, knowing that it shouldn't really necessarily be in the agent's role to keep someone on their pipeline for longer than three to five months.
1: Sure. I, I love it. Um, I want to share something that that changed our world because um, our conversion last year um, on, in 2018 was 35% um, set to close. And that's below where we want to be. The number that we have been at is about, I think, healthy is 39 40%, 15% is crushing it. And um, in one of the cases, it was our kept to set was our pain point. And one of the things that I would love to share with all of you uh, on this, this, this podcast today is we started doing something extremely simple. And it sounds silly, but what we started doing was something we called a group text. And what that would look like is we started introducing the prospect in a text message to the agent they're meeting with and like creating a group text. And every single time the agent responds, and then the lead responds. And since we started doing this about uh, probably two months ago now, um, Jim has not had one person flake. Wow. So I I think, you know, I, I was reading a book called Influence by Robert Caldini, and he talked about how if there's the more people that know about something, the more likely you're supposed to fulfill that commitment. That's just how we're hardwired is, the problem was we were handing people off to an agent and they didn't care about that agent because so I never met them. And it's crazy how one text of going back and forth creates buy-in. And we're seeing r- ridiculous conversion numbers jumping from kept to set. So just wanted to share with everybody. It might help you guys. I don't know if you're doing it, but it's super valuable in our world. I
2: love that. We definitely have our agents reach out via text message within 24 hours of the set. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, also reach out within 24 hours of the appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even focusing too on making sure that you're scheduling the po- appointment within a reasonable time. You know, if it's <laughs> at the end of next week, obviously that might not be as strong unless there are certain circumstances like they're coming in from out of town, etc. We sure. offer video calls, we work with a lot of people that move to Baltimore, you know, Johns mm-hmm. Hopkins, Under Armour, Amazon, they're all huge companies. Um, sure. so you know, just different ways, I think kind of what you're tapping into is knowing your consumer and communicating the way that they want to communicate. Right. Um, definitely agree with that.
0: I love it.
1: I love it. Nate, go ahead.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are, those are awesome numbers. You guys are sharing some very insider secrets. I feel like (laughs) Uh, this this is all really exciting stuff for me to, to hear and understand. Um, since I don't think we've really dove into the numbers as deep as we are now uh, in our other uh, episodes, this is really interesting. Um,
2: I know way too many numbers, <laughs> not as much as Jim. Jim got. Yeah. Up- his email to contact ratio. Oh. I don't know. We don't need to get into that. But
1: yeah, I mean, next level.
2: <laughs> but yeah well, and, you know, kind of uh, going into that, I couldn't do any of this without Zach. Zach is our director of operations. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is the guy that built out our conversion tracker, which is where all of our numbers get plugged into All of the support into that um, and being able to really dissect each and every single contact to appointment to take in pending close by quarter, by month, by day. Um, It really does give you a lot of insight into your business and know where to focus on. Kind of, you know, earlier we know that, okay, we just need to focus on our kept to set. You know, we're talking conversion. We're talking working more effectively. Um, And and transparency too uh, for the team. Because, you know, as an agent, you might be so focused on one part of the role or the job where at, you know, the ISA obviously is focused on another being able to be in sync. is just so important so that we can mm. better together because my numbers don't matter if my buyer's agent isn't closing any deals, right? Cause then I'm not making any money. Truth. Um, so that transparency is just so important, knowing your numbers.
1: Mm. What is, what is knowing your numbers in depth? Can you give us a, a specific action that's been taken because you saw a red flag in your numbers. Can you give us an example of something you've done to change what you're doing because your data, your your metrics showed, hey, we got a, a hole here?
2: Hey, I mean, just coming out to North Dakota was one of them. Um, that okay. was, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, obviously, we're, we're missing something here. We need to learn more. Let's do a conversion sure. training with Ravi. Um, that that sure. was thing for us. We pivoted. I literally came back from that and said, all right, throwing everything away, starting over. <laughs> Gave everybody anxiety itself for good reason.
1: Sorry, phone um, uh, group.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but you know, it, it really helped. Um, and uh, I have a coach, you know, I, I always recommend everybody getting a coach. Um, and um, like I said, knowing where to focus on, uh, being able to tweak the conversations. I know recently one of my biggest tweaks, uh, was instead of asking somebody like a cold call for a, a withdrawn, expired of, you know, your house is beautiful. What was even motivating you to sell it in the first place, tweaking it to, well, what originally motivated you to sign a listing agreement six months ago, just that little change. I've seen huge difference. Um, so training, coaching, huge.
1: I love it. And and Alex, are you the only ISA in your team just for perspective?
2: Right now, yeah. I uh, brought someone on last year. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, and then um, with everything that's happened in my personal life, uh, we decided to put things on hold, scale back a little bit. Um, sure. Twenty eighteen was going to be a rebuilding year. We brought on other agents, um, and unfortunately, those partnerships did not work out. So we are um, deciding that twenty nineteen will be a rebuilding year as well, which is fine. Um, have you guys? Uh, are you familiar with the book Predictable Success?
1: I'm not actually.
2: <laughs> Great read. Highly recommend it. It talks about. Yeah, different stages of a business that we're all familiar with, but it really, what it does is it puts it in perspective of, um, building, um, talks about this fun stage where basically as an agent, you're kind of just sales, 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 driving, driving, drive, driving. Um, mm-hmm. and then this whitewater stage where it's saying, okay, now we're putting an operational role in play, um, in mm-hmm. order to make sure that sales and ops are working cohesively for the client. Sure. Um. And this stage takes about a couple years. So we're in this whitewater stage, if you will. And hmm. our goal is to get into this predictable st- success stage where there's this cohesive balance and we're almost there. Um, we just need a few more talented people to really help us grow um, sure. that role, or that stage.
0: What the size of your team is and just the roles?
2: Yeah. So right now we only have one buyer's agent, one listing agent, three ops and me.
1: Wow! So yeah. you're lean. What's that? You guys are running lean.
2: Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, you know, sure. there's other teams in our organization that are doing just the same amount of business with ten different agents. Um, oh, wow. we are uh, really happy and brag about, you know, we'd rather have really key, effective people doing mm-hmm. what ten people can do. One person doing what ten people can do, I guess. I yeah, it's very
0: much the the wide versus deep model that Eric uh, was talking about in a few episodes ago. I can't remember which one, but, uh, it's a, it's a really interesting, uh, dynamic that some people, you know, it, it's not that either model is wrong or one is right or one is better than the other. It's It's just different, different, which is really interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We love it. Um, we're bringing on, um, potentially two other agents pretty soon. Um, we're you know, in final disc- final talks with them, and that's sure. going to be huge for us. Um, you know we're in some other talks that I can't really discuss right now, but um, you know we're just we're about taking over the world. What we know is that the top uh, top ten teams in the nation are pretty much operating in the same way. Um, you know you can talk about different models, referral model, et cetera, um, but when you get to a certain point, you know everybody everybody's business looks the same um and so that's what we're really modeling our business after uh because we want to get there and we want to get there well
1: mm-hmm. sure and although you guys don't have many people on your team if i had to guess the people you do have specialize heavily in what they yes. do is that yeah. fair to say Absolutely. and and i i, I believe and I'll, I'll share my perspective on this briefly is that we're going to see a complete shift in in real estate where if you want to be a competitive real estate company, you cannot be a generalist. The generalists are going to, they're going to be pushed out of this industry over the next five, 10 years Mm -hmm. because tech is going to replace a generalist and provide better service than you can at a lower price. And what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to highly specialized leverage companies that provide superior service if you want to have a company that competes heading into the future of real estate. And I've been, I I mean, there's a lot of people talking about this now. Um, Gary Keller calls it the tech enabled agent, which is just one way of saying that. I I think it's going to be even more than that. I think you've got to have people that are extremely focused on making sure this transaction is some of the best service available.
2: Absolutely. I love that you um, kind of opened that up for me. We, um, with everything that happened over the past year, you know, um, uh, uh, Mark, Zach and myself really sat down and said, okay, this is an opportunity for us to rebuild, to sit down and we actually, um, scratched our mission values, et cetera. Um, and redid that and mm-hmm. uh, we were really excited. It pumped us even more. You know, our mission is now to revolutionize your relationship with real estate, um, and it really inspires us being able to say that, you know, we know that we want our service to go beyond a transaction or a sale, you know, in, in big picture thinking, that means being an all service team, you know, at some day that would mean, you know, everybody specializing in something specific. If that's helping people move, if that's, a, you know, a lender, a title company and house, you know, big picture thinking, you know, what, what does this mean? And where's the industry going? You know, we have people that talk about like, um, Redfin and zillow and you know it's it's how do we best serve you know our community
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, I think far too many people view tech and these other companies as being a threat and i've always argued the biggest threat to real estate is is not really tech it, no. it's it's poorly performing agents who provide terrible service Agree and, and Zillow was going to get their fair share of the pie, as well as Redfin. And good for them. Like, let's I, if people took that energy, and imported it into themselves to become better, to provide better service, and poured it into their clients, um, they wouldn't have to be afraid about the the demon that is on the other side of the river. So, um, I, I guess just from my perspective, focus on you. Um, and, and how you can bring your game to the next level, that's how you are going to make it through this yeah. transition. i have Anyways, a, that's I a whole own, can of worms. Kind of on, on this, on this that, topic. I could go on forever um, and I think it's maybe
0: a multi-pronged question, <laughs> but I'll just start it off by, uh, could you, Alex, sure. could you kind of tell us a little bit about how you specialize? Um, like, you know, I uh, Robbie has always said that, you know, his ISAs are only the only one to touch team leads. Is that your role? Are you the only one who can touch team leads? Where, where are you getting leads from? Where are you sorting them from? How are they distributed? Things like that.
2: Mm -hmm. Sure. So everybody's in charge of their own core. Um, we actually have all of our leads, especially well. So things definitely changed. Um, we were the last region to be touched or impacted by the Zillow. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. Um, PA4. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so previously uh, it was a lot more in our control. Now it's, you know, as they call it. So uh, it's important. Isn't just me. It's important that somebody answers the phone. Uh, so that goes to all of sales, whoever answers the phone. Otherwise leads get actually dumped into a pond and I lead generate off of that. The sales department is more than welcome to do so. Uh, sure. However, uh, they generally don't because you know, they have me to do it. Um, so core, Uh, Previous clients that have already built relationships with our agents will reach out to our agents, and that's absolutely fine. Um, But besides that, all of it's on me. Uh, The cold calling, we have Vulcan for our expires and withdrawals. Uh, I actually tap right into Zillow for for sale by owners that are listed. Um, And, you know, of course, the Zillow that comes in. Um, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say last year, it was like 30% of our leads were Zillow conversions and the rest were repeat referral okay. Vulcan, you know, et cetera. Yeah, be... um, cool. Go ahead, I know That's always a question. Cool. Yeah,
0: uh, that was, that was bas- so basically, so I, I want
1: to go down. Do you, oh yeah. No, do you have more follow up pieces that go along with that name? Okay. Cool. So, uh, I want to dig into this. Um, Alex, tell us what it what is the biggest pain point that you run into when it comes to being an ISA? If you were, because there's people that are going to listen to this that are brand new, and let's be real, it's not always uh, sunshine and rainbows. Uh, uh, I wish, but what are some of the biggest pain points that you go through in the role? And what advice would you give to somebody regarding those pain points and how to get through them?
2: Um, it's a good question. So for me, with where I am in the business, for me right now, it's hiring. I'm mm. so picky. And with my hire that didn't work out last year, mm. um, it really shines some light how much more picky I needed to be. Um, sure. So it, anybody that's coming into this role with the expectation to grow the role, the department the team, um, mm. leverage is just... Mm always going to be the most difficult probably um, for Mm -hmm. anybody in any role, not just as an ISA, as an agent, ops, et cetera. Um, You know, I guess maybe starting out in the beginning for me, it was building a pipeline. Mm -hmm. Last year we really focused on seller nurtures and that really helped us keep on pace with our listing conversions and needs. So what that means is when you focus on a seller nurture, you know, how do you define that? Um, You define that as somebody that's been willing to talk to you within a year that wants to list their home within a year, you know, their motivation on why you want to list with them or Mm why they will want to list their home in general. Um, And, um, you know, that's pretty much it. And so basically having a goal of saying, okay, how many seller nurtures am I going to get a day? So I want to say, I want to have five people that are to commit to talking to me within the year that want mm-hmm. to list with us or want to just at least have a conversation with us. Sure. Um, and that's been huge building that pipeline. I mean, I'm 20% lead gen, 80% follow up now. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, When you're just starting off, it's usually the opposite. You're like 80% lead gen. And you can kind of get into this mindset funk if you you will, um, of you know, just constantly, you know, trying to get people, you know, in, in where I think the common misconception is, especially when we're focusing on lead conversion, a lot of those appointments will be in the follow-up and not in the initial call because you're not just focusing on the appointment, mm-hmm. you're focusing on building a relationship and mm-hmm. the right person, um, if that makes sense.
1: I, I love it. I, I got a follow-up question with that. When yeah. did that switch happen? Because you talked about... In the beginning, it's 80% stuffing the pipeline and then probably 20% converting it. And uh, when did that switch happen? When did you feel that switch? And and it doesn't have to be specific, but roughly when?
2: I would say within six months of the role.
1: Six I months? I really felt
2: it. Yeah, within six months of starting, I really felt it sure. um, coming to fruition. And then um, even as we started growing, you know, there's this constant, uh, what's the quote, Car- Gary Queller. Gary Keller, sorry, said that um, even NASA, their ships are like only on route 3% of the time. So you're constantly adjusting and changing. And that's how I feel all the time. We're constantly adjusting and changing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a little bit of, you know, you feel like you're being moved back sometimes as the team starts making changes, adding people on, um, you know, changing systems. You know, that's also that whitewater stage, if you will, if you're familiar with predictable success. but As long as you keep that pipeline strong, you're Mm going to always. Can you share how many people are approximately
0: in your Um, pipeline now, or at any given point? You know, in the last couple months or so. Can you share how many people are are in your pipeline, like now, or just maintaining at a given time?
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. So I have like 500 right now in my pipeline, (laughs) but I need to get through. Um and that's just from me uh, catching up from being out.
0: Robbie um, it's a lot. Uh, your just,
2: guys you know, being completely transparent. But um, uh,
0: Robbie, what what is uh, what does Jim yeah, Jim's? Jim say?
2: Like, say, say that one more time.
1: Uh I, we were talking about this the other day and I wanna say the number probably was okay. Five to seven hundred per nine Say that had been in the role for more than more than a year, give or take. I I, I think in, and actually I don't get as concerned about having. I'd much rather have too many people in the pipeline than not. First yeah, I, I definitely I have. To. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I I wouldn't stress about that. Um, but I do think, and from from my perspective, one of the, the cheat codes and. Um, I recently started writing. Uh, I'm writing uh, a book, and I, I'm because I'm a nerd calling it Lead Conversion Cheat Codes. Well, it's
2: about
1: because you've read some of Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm excited for it. But one of the the cheat codes is you've got with your follow ups, you've got to prioritize it. And every single one of our follow ups is labeled as A, B, C, or D because when I actually follow up with someone, you want to make sure that you. Follow up with your A's before you call your B's. B's before your C's. C's before exactly. your D's. Yeah,
2: being able to prioritize your leads. Exactly. That's what you do as well.
1: Correct. Exactly, and that makes it so that 500. If I had to guess, it's probably broken down to the majority are, are C's and D's. If I had to guess. And your if you don't thing. if you don't call that person back exactly a year later, they don't care. You can call them back ten days late, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Era, uh, with your A's, if you don't call back, uh, if you call back 10 days late, uh, you might as well just light, I don't know, a couple hundred dollar bills on fire. So um, yeah. anyways, but yeah, so we're, we're kind of in the same same ballpark.
2: Yes. And to address, someone had a question about um, having... 7,500 leads in their system. How do you kind of go? Prioritization is key. Um, you know, and setting rules for that prioritization that, you know, are non-negotiable. So um, A's are, for this how we do it. And this is kind of something we ripped off and repeated from Hatch, but these <sighs> are, uh, you know, first thing in the morning, people that you need to connect with right away. If this is somebody that came in at 10 p.m. last night through your website, through Zillow, whatever, um, right away. Um, usually you want to connect with them, somewhere between 8 and 9 a.m. Um, you know, and what we know from just data and research is 8 and 9 a.m. and then 3.30 and 5.30 or some people argue 4 to 6, whatever, are the best times to reach people uh, because it's right when they're getting into work or right before and, and vice versa, right leaving. Um, so, you know, connecting with those people first and calling them a couple times a day. Sometimes I'll try to reach them again before in the, you know, during lunch hour or, you know, before I leave uh, the office Uh, Vulcan, I, I try to get out of the way, you know, immediately again, same reason catching them before they go into work can be powerful. Also Mm -hmm. catching people before they've already been blown up by 50 million realtors and are already pissed off is really important. Uh, if you've ever called Vulcan or a similar, um, uh, system, um, that also reaches out to expired with strongs. Uh, basically, you know, if you've called too late in the day, you've already been cursed out enough. You don't, you don't do that in your life. Any um, man. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, so reaching them is really important and that's pretty much my 20% lead gen, you know, with the sprinkled throughout the day. Um, if I'm behind on goal, I'll definitely add more later in the day. Um, you know, like I, those fizzbos through Zillow are really easy. That's actually my easiest to convert. Personally. Um, and they really should be anybody's because in theory they're the most motivated. Um, but uh yeah, and then the rest of it's pretty much follow up meetings, trainings, etc. Um, when you have so many leads in the database, it's really hard not to feel overwhelmed. I know I'm somebody that uh has that, you know, too much on my desk feeling constantly and trying to battle that is, is uh, just a mindset thing. Knowing as long as, you're, as you keep going and chipping away, yeah, you're not going to really be able to do all at once. And there are some systems you might want to put in, of course, that are going to be more automated um, to help you achieve your goals and kind of help that feeling be alleviated. Um, but for the most part, a lot of it for us is coming through leverage and prioritization
1: for sure. I love that. And you said something, Alex, I want to make sure everybody heard is if you have 7,500, the first thing you should do is chunk it and don't worry about 7,500. Take 50, 100, 200 leads at a time and attack those. I think when we talk in 7,500 and you try attacking all of them it causes you to just not take any action you got to break it up into smaller bite-sized pieces so start somewhere Um, i typically advise you want to start with the newest opportunities that are the highest quality and work backwards to the at the very end have the oldest and the lowest quality opportunities that came through i will say this though Um, i say lowest quality for one reason from my perspective is just because someone signed up four or five years ago doesn't mean it's a dead lead. That is where everybody goes wrong is we convert leads consistently and it sounds so ridiculous that are four or five years old and we've called hundreds of times and never heard a thing. So don't give up. Um, don't write it off. But make sure you're working through those 7,500 with yeah, um, the cream of the crop 1st kind of switching back.
0: gears. Um, I have one, one follow-up question on advice. Uh, Alex, what would you... What, what would be one piece of advice that you would give to a seasoned ISA rather than, than a, a new one?
2: Seasoned ISA. Um, don't be afraid to go back to basics. You know, Ooh. this is the one that's been out for so long <laughs> um, and coming back into it. I had to go back to basics. Um Don't forget about training as good as you might think you are, you know, there is always opportunity to get better. Um, like I said, I fairly recently, you know, I've been calling Vulcans for leads for two years now. and fairly recently made a switch and I'm seeing a huge improvement. And that was just a suggestion from my coach. So training a coach, you know, you know, um, don't just don't fall out of those back to basic kind of that mindset. Um, you know, a lot of people too, uh, you know, we usually kind of blame agents for this and ISAs are, can be just as guilty of this is uh, falling out of that schedule or that routine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, think, oh, I'm doing great. Well, don't forget that the work you put in three mm-hmm. months ago was really what, what you uh, like you're doing right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so you, you talk so about the, mindset, the, the different mindset. stages that you're in as, as an organization or a team mm-hmm. or a business. What does leveling up to, I mean, maybe if you can tell us like what does leveling up the first time? So maybe after that first six months feel like what, what is the next? And then what does the next level look for you guys? How do you guys know that you're leveling up to the next uh, stage?
2: Um, leveling up to me looks like, you know, my numbers just getting bigger, you know, just mm-hmm. being able to, um, capture more people and help more families and being able to have that, that talent or that leverage to, you know, be able to train them to do the same thing. Um, and that's another reason why knowing your numbers is so important. You want to know where you're going. If you have goals, you need to be keeping track of them. Um, so, you know, for us right now, it's definitely building out that ISA division. We want to be more ISA, ISA heavy than agent heavy. Um, you know, and then building out the ops division, knowing that you know, we shouldn't be having one ops person to every five agents or something, you know, we need to be really critical. Uh, mm. And, and just uh, being service oriented as well.
1: Sure. I love it.
2: Yeah. So we're, uh, we're really excited. We're like, we're really happy, even though it's definitely, we took a step back with me being out and that's having some, some things that didn't work out last year, which it sucks. Sure. Uh, but uh, it really gave us some more, yeah, insight on what we should be doing it gave us an opportunity to um pump ourselves up in a in an even better direction mm-hmm. um so we're just we're trying to, to get get things rolling um if you will Yeah, you know?
1: i love it yeah, I so love-
2: that wants to come to baltimore and wants to interview us in isa email here. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking talented people
1: don't reach out to my ISAs. Keep your hands up.
2: <laughs> no, no, no.
1: <laughs> so I, 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 love, um, Alex. First off, this is this is really good. Uh, I think you brought a lot of different value than we've had on the show. That was a lot more systems oriented, and um, systems are key. And obviously, you guys have that dialed in. And you're constantly looking for your flaws, which is great. Um, I do want to give you major cred. Um, there is not another ISA. I don't think anyone in real estate that is having a baby on their lap calling, leads. <laughs> like, and it's just if you're an agent and saying you're too busy to call leads, I'm, I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> I mean telling you, I mean you just don't have an excuse. So I love that you you're you're taking full ownership, and there there's no excuses there. So that, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see you scale the ISA department um, yeah. for you as well, and. And when we have you on next time, hopefully there's there's another person that you brought on and having um, some success there. Uh, but as always, we got to end on a nerdy note, um, being a lead geek and all that good stuff. So I always ask, um, do you are you a Star Wars person? Do you like Game of Thrones? Uh, maybe other, and you got to tell me why.
2: Okay, um, so my geeky, so of course, Game of Thrones. If you don't like Game of Thrones, then I just don't even think we could be friends. Uh, <laughs> just it's just skeptical. Hang um, on. And uh, the funny thing is, I when I watched the uh, the White Walker battle, I went to go see the new Avengers movie the day after, and I was just like, it was just so much all in 24 hour period, oh, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it's definitely Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Uh, the books are amazing. to so highly recommend them. Oh. Oh, yeah.
1: um, a little graphic. A little more graphic than the show, which I didn't more think was
2: graphic, More characters, you know. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like a book, I guess. It's just always more detailed. Um,
1: I, I, I'm going to do one spoiler real quick. Um, yeah. it, there's one spoiler for Game of Thrones i got to share. Mm-hmm. There is a Starbucks cup.
2: Yes. Oh, it's <laughs> the, oh my, did you <laughs> On yeah. the, when you were watching, did you actually notice it? Because I, I, I,
1: didn't. I didn't, say. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I had no clue. And then I saw. It, I was like, Yeah. Back and, and saw. It, I was like, Dang.
2: I was like, People were mad about it. I was like, I thought it was actually kind of cool, you know. And then yeah. watched. like it, surprise. It, there's been a Starbucks idea. cup in every episode, and nobody's yeah. noticed flower or something. It, so crap, like that would be awesome. <laughs> I
1: mean, it uh, I love it. The term <laughs> <of>, uh, <yeah. laughs> <The, laughs> "real nerds" understand.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love <laughs> it yes no so, and, and I think um it, it's just funny because um as I bring as I interview people it's like the nerdier you are the more you kind of enjoy this role is that <laughs> really sad to say but it's like it's so true there, there's
1: a reason um, we call it Leeds Geeks it, yes it's just oh, gosh. I mean look Nate Nate's a nerd um and and I hope people know when I say you're a nerd and and Alex you're a nerd like that is a cool thing. Like that is me giving you a label, uh, a term of endearments in a good thing. And I just love that. That's, that's a place we're at. Um, you know. Yeah.
2: I mean, the opportunity for growth in this role is insane. Pretty much wherever you go, you know, you really, you know, I would hope at least on any team, you know, it opens up a lot of opportunity indoors and, um, mm. you know, financially as well. Uh, and it's just a, the, the books that I've read since I've been brought on into this team, um, the, the way I operate in my marriage, um, mm. you know, it's just, I've, I've become a whole different person. And, uh, you know, I would hope that anybody in this role kind of takes the opportunity to get themselves um, networking with as many people as possible uh, and, you know, reading as much, and as much as you can about the role, about the business, about business in general, the, the skills, just DISC, just something as simple as DISC. And, oh, you know, yeah, I'm on right. DI and my husband's an SI. And I can't tell you how much we, you know, and it's just, it, it's, it's just to be able to acknowledge <laughs> that. So, you know, little uh, tools like that take
0: advantage it's of It's kind that of a new thing. I don't know. It seems like well, we should be asking well, everyone well. for well. recommendations.
2: Predictable success. Definitely one of my favorites. The ideal
1: team player. I like it.
2: Mm -hmm. And the ideal team player is something I'm reading right now.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Cool. Mm -hmm. Just started that. Um, Yeah, definitely. um, Now, these are more business, you know, not just... ISA directed. They're more business books, um, you know. But at the same time, if if this is act or present yourself the way where you want to be, right? You know, if, if you're an ISA starting out with the opportunity to grow, read these books because you know the level of conversation you'll be having, not just externally with you know potential clients, but internally with your team mm-hmm. leader, with and people that you may want like to bring uh, on. Lead you know, conversion you feel that counts.
0: is the new one.
2: You know, yourself elevate.
0: Love
1: it. The Robbie Give it time. Back. Give it
2: time. No, no, you it well? You're gonna send me one, right, Robbie?
1: Uh, yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> yes, the Robbie one. Yeah. It's uh, it is writing is a fun yet difficult process. And uh, I bring it up um, cautiously, but knowing that she won't get done this year. So pretty excited about it. And awesome. Chico, well, so Alex and Robbie, as always, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate
0: both of your guys' time time today. It was very yeah. exciting. A little bit different than our other ones, which is just, just a great flair to to add to yeah. our interviews with a top ISA. And Alex, you are definitely a top ISA. Um, yes. Yeah. So um, with that... As always, I, I am responsible for bringing out the, uh, the famous yellow bucket today, apparently. Um, and we will begin our giveaways as we do here on some of our webinars. So here's the famous yellow bucket. Um, just so you know, we're giving away two old old lead uh, bundles today, 50 leads each, two winners. Um, we will follow up with you guys via email. Um uh, the winners, everyone who either registered or was on this, this will this will be uh, available as a recording via email, YouTube, and on the ISA ra- radio. So, without further ado, we have got Kathy Toth. Toth, Kathy Toth. Uh,
1: after I get the second one. no. Unfortunately, and Robbie T.
0: <laughs> you have too many leads. Am I am
1: I eligible?
0: And the second winner is Sunny <laughs> Binder. 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 All right. Well, congrats, guys. Let um, just write your names here. Oh, Izzy's got it. Perfect. So we'll follow up with you guys shortly. Um, Alex and Robbie, thanks again for your time today. Make sure you subscribe to The ISA Radio. We're getting caught up on our episodes.
1: If you missed any of our prior episodes
0: uh, of our interview with the top ISA Mm -hmm. series, they're available on Structurally YouTube as well as theisaradio.com. That is a must subscribe. uh, Available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere that you can listen to a podcast, it's available. Thank you.